ready for the end of the world. <laughs> Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And today is Friday, March 19th. Two days until the first day of spring. Uh -huh. Today is also the anniversary of Iraqi freedom. Hmm. What is it, the seventh? Uh -huh. I'm having a hard time keeping track. Yeah, I think it's the seventh. The seventh anniversary of Iraqi freedom. And just to let you know, in Iran, today is the National Day of Oil. Hmm. How about that? Ironic. <laughs> Maybe uh, seven years ago, that's how the U.S. celebrated the National Day of Oil, by invo invading. <laughs> hmm. Um, other holidays. Tomorrow is the Great American Meat Out. It's the day that you are supposed to not eat meat. Do you know there's one day for that? <laughs> Some people do it on more than one day, but yeah. <laughs> it's a day to give it a try, see what it's like. Um, tomorrow is actually also National Agriculture Day, Kiss Your Fiancé Day. If you don't have one, you, you can do it tomorrow. <laughs> you have one day. Yes. <laughs> it's National Jump Out Day. I wonder <laughs> what that means. Jump outside, go play outside. <laughs> yeah. We have to start doing that because spring is coming. <clears throat> yes, and it's also uh, Ostara, the Wiccan holiday, celebrating the equinox, the spring equinox. Well, I should say in the northern hemisphere, we're celebrating the spring equinox right now. There you go. If people, if you're listening in the southern hemisphere, you're probably shaking your head saying, but, but it's not spring. <laughs> um, otherwise known as what? The vernal equinox, yes, right? Yes, the vernal equinox. It's also sweater day, which is funny because, you know, spring begins. Yes. You think it'd be end of sweater day. <laughs> it's also won't you be my neighbor day because it is the birthday of that guy who sings that song. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <clears throat> Sunday is Aries begins. <laughs> if you're an Aries, your birthday is next month. <laughs> yes. Memory day. Did you remember that it's your birthday? <laughs> Um, Sunday is also the UN International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. Uh, and Monday is uh, As Young As You Feel Day. I feel pretty young, so I must be pretty young. I wonder why it's As Young As You Feel Day. Well, maybe because it's International Goof Off Day. <laughs> yes. For some people, that's every Monday. Yeah, but or every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically this Monday, if your boss catches you goofing off at work... You can say, well, it's International Goof-Off Day, and then you're going to have to prove it. <laughs> yeah, so you better have documentation. Yeah, don't listen to us. Just because we said it is doesn't mean it really is, so if you get fired... A note from your local radio show host. <laughs> it's sun, uh, Monday is the UN World Day of Water. Water is increasingly becoming extremely important. Yes. Well, water's always been important, but it's becoming increasingly scarce, threatened... Water security issues are coming up. So let's see. On Tuesday, we have uh, American Diabetes Association Alert Day, day to learn about and be aware of diabetes. <coughs> Excuse me. It's also Liberty Day and uh, Near Miss Day 
and the UN World Meteorological Day. And if you miss the near-miss day, the next day is Houdini Day, so um, you might have a chance to break free from that. So Yes. <laughs> um, and if you miss the Diabetes Alert Day on Tuesday, Wednesday is World Tuberculosis Day. <coughs> okay. Um, Thursday is National Letting Go of Stuff Day. So it's a good day for spring cleaning because then you get to let go of a lot of stuff. And it says Old New Year's Day. Huh. Huh. That would be cool that literally the first day of spring is the beginning of the new year. That that would be like... <laughs> I wonder, it said Old New Year's. Yeah, maybe people used to celebrate that way. I have never heard of that. <laughs> All right, maybe we've learned something. Maybe we haven't. Maybe we've just made something up. Um... Next Thursday is the UN International Day of Remembrance of the Victims of Slavery and the Transatlantic Slave Trade. Yes, that still happens. Next Thursday is the Day of Remembrance, but you can remember it now, too. <laughs> Next Thursday is also Pecan Day. Oh, lots of pecans. That's an old joke. Huh. We're going to have a joke show soon. <laughs> April 2nd, so if you'd like to email your jokes in, I'm going to have to write the pecan joke down. <laughs> you, I, in a pecan. Let's see. All right, got the paper. Pecan joke. <laughs> We're going to have to listen on April 2nd. Yes, so you'll know to what find the out what the is. pecan joke is. All right, it's, it's going to be hard to come up with a whole half hour of jokes, but people are starting to email them in. Um, our email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. That's or. Yes. Or. Or you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. And it's not hard to come up with a half hour of jokes. A half hour of funny jokes, good jokes, is a little harder. Well, I mean, a lot of jokes have a tendency to disparage and put down like ethnicity or certain groups yeah a lot of positive jokes is what we need to come up with yeah well we're gonna have to have some you know disparaging political jokes of course <laughs> yeah and because you know the show before ours is lawyer <laughs> maybe we should have a few bad lawyer jokes <laughs> i don't know and then i can have a lot of ethnic jokes because i'm like six different ethnicities <laughs> so i can make fun of myself right <laughs> if even if it's making fun of others uh psh. We need an Irish joke, because it just was... All right. St. Patrick's Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be right back with happenings. This town is so, so happening. Did you know that? Yes. Well, listen to this show, and you will figure it out. National Coffee Hour, Fridays from 3 to 5 p.m. when school's in session. Today, at the Northwest Annex Building B, mixed with SIU students and people from all over the world. That's right. You, too, can be a person <laughs> from all over the world. Yes. <laughs> we also have uh, another happening, the Fresh Screening, uh, coming up. Today at 6 p.m. at the Liberty Theater in Murfreesboro. Have you heard of Fresh? 
I've been hearing buzz about this, but now the day has finally arrived. It, it's fresh buzz. <laughs> yes. Foodworks, a local regional food and farmer-focused nonprofit in Southern Illinois, is screening fresh today at the Liberty Theater in Murfreesboro. It's a documentary that features farmers, ranchers, and entrepreneurs who are working hard to provide food that is not only fresh, but healthier for consumers, more profitable for rural and urban communities, and more friendly to the planet. So, did uh, you know that almost 90% of the food we eat in Illinois, we import? Yeah, it comes from elsewhere. <laughs> and that means that 90% of the food we grow here is exported. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only 10% of what we grow in the state of Illinois is consumed here. Yeah, you would think if you look at those import figures, you'd think, oh, Illinois must be a desert. You know, they've got to import all their food. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're the second... Um, largest as far as production after California as far as production of food stock. Yeah. But we grow like two things. Soybeans and corn, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um there's this group. Yes, Food Works. Yeah. And uh they're doing a lot of stuff in the local and regional community to work on food issues. And that's once again that's going to be tonight at six PM at the Liberty Theater in Murfreesboro. Uh, there's a suggested $7 donation. Uh, proceeds go to FoodWorks and to the Liberty Theater. Uh, you can contact info at eatsouthernillinois.org or call Jerry at 618-319-2715 or Dina at 618-319-0542. Got, you can learn about the film there and the other good stuff they've got going on at FoodWorks. Happening at the exact same time, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinners tonight features spring salads from all over the world with our very own tree song. <laughs> and this is for the beginning of spring. And um, I understand that um, we actually have oh, like two large bags of greens from our local farmer already. Yes. And so there's going to be lots of salads. Um, like three different people have pledged to make salads from their countries. So we'll see. That should be exciting. Yeah. Oh, where is that? Well, <laughs> it's every Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center at 913 South Illinois Avenue. <laughs> Let's see. Other happenings? Uh, well, we're getting closer to Farmer's Market. It's still not here yet. The greens are popping up. I planted some peas yesterday. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely the time to start planting something. Um, so. <laughs> okay, so we've got the, uh, let's see, Vigil for Peace coming up on uh, tomorrow, Saturday, noon to 1 p.m. at the corner of Maine and Illinois and Carbondale. Uh, they've also, it's the March 20 protest of the war, because t as we just mentioned earlier, it's the, uh, unfortunately, the anniversary of the Iraq war. So in, in, it's going to be much more expanded than the usual uh, vigil there. At noon, they do have the vigil still uh, at Maine and Illinois, which is the Town Square Pavilion. Then at 1 p.m., they have the march to the recruitment center. Then at 1.30 p.m., they will be picketing at the recruitment center. And for those of you who don't know, that's at 809 South Illinois. They've got a new uh, sort of unified recruitment center where they put all the different armed forces together in one area. All the more convenient to march and picket to. <laughs> So uh, that's going on uh, uh, tomorrow from one or from noon until 1.30 and afterwards. It's a way to commemorate the anniversary of the war. 
and it's to bring your home, bring the troops home vigil starting at noon at the Town Square Pavilion. Now, there's a lot of stuff happening this Saturday. Well, it is the beginning of spring right now. Um, let me t mention a few of them. Uh, Green Earth and Piles Fork Creek Cleanup um, from 9 a.m. till 12. And that's um, 400 to 800 North Wall Street in Carbondale. Pick up litter. And this is a chance. Uh, Green Earth has a new property near Attics Park in Carbondale. Um, volunteers meet at Attics Park and, you know, wear your appropriate outdoor clothing. Um, again, this Saturday from 9 till 12. And then Saturday, March 20th from 1 till 4 at Giant City Park. This is a public workshop in art and nature. From our friends at Land for Learning... Teaching artist and hiking advocate Steve will lead a two-part set of hands-on workshops on producing art inspired by local natural areas. That's this Saturday um, from 1 till 4 p.m. And then there will also be um, hiking and a whole bunch of different stuff. You should go to landforlearning.org and check out all the stuff that's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, Treeson can talk about the Hummers. All about Hummers. <laughs> All about Hummers. Uh, that's also happening uh, tomorrow, March 20th, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah, we have to schedule Hummers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's coming up at the Cash River State Natural Area, the Cash River Wetland Center. Um, it's 8885 uh, Street, about 37 South in Cypress, Illinois. You can get ready for the spring migration of the hummingbirds by preparing your yard or garden area for their arrival. These jewels of the sky have specific needs when it comes to food sources and nesting habits. They're so beautiful. <laughs> so you can come and see what you can do to enhance your chances of having these fascinating birds as neighbors. I love hummingbirds. They're uh, very fascinating creatures. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a note to put my feeder out <laughs> again. Um, this Sunday, March 21st, Giant City, Exploring a Tree's Life. <coughs> this will be at the Giant City State Park Visitor Center. Have you ever wondered how a tree grows? How can that tree in your backyard stand so tall and proud? Come to the Giant City Park to learn how a tree lives through observing their natural environment and playing an interactive game. Again, that's 2 to 3.30 on Sunday, March 21st. All right, so we've got our next happening. This is actually a couple happenings uh, put together because they're on the same theme. Uh, as some of you know, 40 years ago, Southern Illinois University erupted in protests. Did you know that? Yes. Wow, this has been... I heard about that. Yeah. I'm not quite that old. I wasn't here for that. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were protesting war, poverty, racism, university reform, and just, we don't like our teachers. I mean, it was yeah. just like... The whole place took got taken over by this well riot almost. Well, yeah. it was a riot. I mean, yeah. In the end, students and radicals and community members, everybody got uh, excited around that time about you know protesting what was going on. So they, you know, I personally know about this, and some of you may know about this, but there are a lot of people who don't. And even if they do, they don't know the details. And even if they know the details. Now is a good time to draw to people's attention so that they can remember it and, 
you know, get ideas in their head in the future. Uh, and you can actually go meet people who were involved, either, um, either in student government or peace protests or just got swept up in the action. Yeah, you can meet them at these events, actually. Uh, one is coming up at 7 p.m. on next Wednesday, March 24th, at Lawson 171 on SIU campus. It's the 1970 Student Rebellion. Uh, participants include uh, Brian, uh, Brian Cloudy, the author of the Management of Dissent, um, George Ann Hartzog, a former student activist and member of the Peace Coalition, uh, Ray Lindsay, also a former student activist and former SIUC Vice Chancellor, uh, Robbie Lieberman, Chair of the SIUC Department of History, and author of Prairie Power, Voices of the 1960s Midwestern Student Protest. You'll also be able to see Hugh Muldoon, former student activist and director of the Gaia House Interfaith Center. So it's an all-star cast showing up on Wednesday to talk about what happened way back when. That was that's next Wednesday. Um, next Thursday, also in Lawson 171, Black Power in Southern Illinois. Involved participants include Angela, SAU Assistant Professor of Cinema and Photography, uh, Jeffrey Haas, author of The Assassination of Fred Hampton, How the FBI and Chicago Police Murdered a Black Panther, Jacoby Williams, Professor at the University of Kentucky and author of the upcoming from Frank, from Fred Hampton to Barack Obama. That's Black Power in Southern Illinois next Thursday in Lawson 171. Yes, 7 p.m. So exciting happenings next week for the commemoration of those events. And if you'd like your happenings to make it on our happening list, please email info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can email them to me at treesong at treesong.org. And if you really want it to happen, email them to both emails. <laughs> How does an innocent man wound, wind up on death row? Hear the story, meet the man. Next Wednesday, March 24th at 7 p.m. in the Brown Auditorium, State Police Investigator and uh, Michelle Callahan and death row penalty exoneree Randy Stalt will be there and talk about how an innocent man wound it, wound it, wound it up. <laughs> Ended up on death row. All right. Thank you for your happenings. We better get into some news. Yes. This is, this is a happening weekend. If you would like to get a list of all these happenings, you must join our email list. Again, our email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Get on the email list. <laughs> yes, find out what's happening, even when you miss the show. Or when you catch the show and you're like, what was that detail again? Didn't remember what time that thing was at. So what was the holiday that happened this week? Well, there were probably many, but uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you know St. Patrick's Day is a fake holiday? <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, how so? Huh? It's literally a holiday that was just made up. Yeah. Well, all holidays were just made up. But I have a list of fake annoying holidays brought to you by consumerism. Yeah. And St. Patrick's Day happens to be on that list. Hmm. After, it's number two. Yeah. It doesn't really say why it's a fake holiday on here. Every other one says it's why it's a fake holiday. Huh. So, I don't know. 
All I know is number one on the list is sweetest day. <laughs> yes. You better buy your loved one a card, candy, or flowers, or they'll be hurt. Thank you, Mr. Capitalism. <laughs> we'll settle for a hug. Yeah, I guess they weren't selling enough on Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> <laughs> like um, the holidays or origins date back to 1921 promotion by candy companies in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So. And then number two, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, ostensibly it's a day to celebrate St. Patrick and to celebrate Ireland, but the fakeness is, you know, uh, buying green stuff, buying like you know green beer, like who? How many people? who celebrate St. Patrick's Day know anything about the saint? <laughs> Probably not many. You know? that. Um, and how many of them are Irish? <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's okay if non-Irish people celebrate it too. Well, that's know. true, that's true. They but can make them get declared honorary Irish by their uh, Irish friends. <laughs> Just for the day. If you would like to receive the list of um, annoying fake holidays brought to you by consumerism, you must sign up to our email list ha <laughs> ha <laughs> um, but we can talk about green beer because St. Patrick's Day was here yeah <laughs> um, drinking beer is of course an essential part of many St. Patrick's Day celebration for this reason we present a small collection of some of the favorite green beers to add to your shopping list this season now green meaning environmentally friendly Sierra Nevada Summerfest Lager. What better way to start such a list than with a perennial favorite? The Sierra Nevada Brewing Company has been creating organic beer, utilizing solar power, supporting electric vehicles, and working to promote local rivers for years. Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale has become a classic and though delicious, their celebration ale is more suited to winter. So, instead, try something new and seasonal. They have the Summerfest Lager. Hmm. And you should support green breweries. Packaging is but a tip of the iceberg when it comes to truly green beer. Um, some of them, um, like what, New Belgium Brewing Company is an all wind powered hmm. company. Yeah. Um, a, a few of them are uh, Cascade Green, Sierra Nevada, New York City's Village Poor House and New Belgium Brewing Company, to just name a few. Huh. So. Yeah. Now, that's, that's the kind of green beer people should be drinking on St. Patrick's Day, rather than, you know, non-ecological beer that they added some green coloring to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and then, of course, you know, the best beer is local beer. Yeah. You know, but I don't, there is no local brew brewery around here. Um, no. I mean, since Copper Dragon quit Yeah, there was brewing. Copper Dragon for a while. Yeah, since they quit brewing, there is no more local brew. All right, <laughs> all you brewers who are brewing in your basement, expand. Yeah. Because we need some local beer. And we've got the grain in the area. Yeah. If we've you got the corn if you want to make some corn liquor. We just need some local liquor. <laughs> yeah, and if you start it up, it'll be big news, and we'll mention it here on the radio. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know what it takes to set up an actual brewery <laughs> legally. Yeah, I don't but know. But that's our, our listener who takes us up on that uh, suggestion will find out. And whoever owns Copper Dragon, they've got all the equipment there. <laughs> they could be the local brewery again. <laughs> we need some local beer. <laughs> all right. I don't even drink. I just like local things. Yeah, all things local. There you <laughs> go. So... Um, 
what else should we talk about? Let's see. Should we talk about, uh, what do we got? We got green homes. Should we talk about green homes? I don't know. It's kind of, we talk about green so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for green homes, should energy trump everything else? Uh, this is an interesting question. Uh, Parrot. Pam Wilmer runs a business in New Seattle helping home builders adopt green building practices. She's fond of the phrase, tangle up in green, and I don't care what your countertop is made of. <laughs> There's a lot packed into those sayings. The first pinpoints a classic problem with green building, while the second suggests a solution. So tangle up in green means when you get uh, this overwhelming array of eco-friendly building options, and then you sort of get paralyzed by uh, not knowing what to do. like. Uh, they've got high, high efficiency appliances, state-of-the-art insulation, solar water heater, eco-certified hardwood floors, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, all these elements are well and good, but some are energy efficiency features, others save water or uh, improve the drainage, and others uh, protect tropical forests halfway around the world. And some are definitely more significant others. So then what do you do? Like, how do you weigh, like, which is more important than the other? Well, that's where, you know, a consultant would co come in and find out what is most important to you. Yeah. You know, if, if um, you know, protecting the tropical rainforest is most important, then they would figure out a way to only use local wood or, you know, non-wood products in your building. Yeah. You know, um, if you are into closing the loop, then you would figure out a way to do all recycled products. Yeah. You know, if you are figuring out a way to uh, reduce your energy use and not pollute, then, you know, you would do all energy efficient. But you could do a little of everything. Yeah. You know. Ideally, you can do a little of everything. And then if you have one big project you want to do, they could tell you which type of thing affects which uh, ecological issue. Personally, I would want to do something related to energy use just because climate change is so strong on my mind. Well, I would do it because it would make it so I don't spend so much money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Little column A, little column B. We had one more news article we did not get a chance to talk about. A guy is traveling five continents on an electric bicycle to promote the use of cleaner energy and non-reliance on fossil fuel worldwide. His website is electricbikeworldtour.com. If you would like to receive all the notices of the happenings this weekend and or, well, it's all in one thing, and the news, please email info at yourcommunityspirit.org and you will get on the list if you want to be on the list or if you just want to receive today's, let me know. This has been another exciting, informative in your face, <laughs> your community spirit. Get out. It is sunny. Sunny, it's warm. Get out there and enjoy the sunshine. We said so. <laughs>